0: Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your Dharma and your most chakra aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode today with George Lizzo's. He is honestly one of my favorite people online, you guys. You're going to love him too. We've had him on the show before. You may have listened. Make sure you're following him. We're talking about protecting our energy today. So we're going to talk about the different types of toxic and dark energy attachments that are like draining us without us even knowing it. And George is going to give us a seven-step process for cleansing and protecting all of those dark entities and low vibrational things. And we're going to talk about the importance of digital energy protection and how social media can create dark attachments. It's not just all of those, you know, comparisons and thoughts. There's actually like things that can attach to you and it's kind of creepy, not trying to scare you. We're giving you all the answers on how to clear it in this episode and how to stand in your sovereignty around psychic attacks. And in George's book, which I am loving by, the wait. I hadn't read it in its full glory when we did this interview, but I had like run through it and I actually like wrote a little excerpt in the book. So there's that, but I am finally like Fully diving into it in all its detail and learning so so much. He did such a good job with his book. Again, it's called Protect Your Light. And you can get on Amazon, you can get it everywhere where we're linking it to you, linking you to it in the show notes. And he does such a good job in this episode at giving us the really good overview of energy protection and all these things but you need the book to get the details and the practices and I've been using some of these tools in my rituals lately and I swear I'm just like in such a good energy vibe and manifesting so many things so yeah definitely check it out you guys also today's a very exciting day we are actually starting a free 14 day ascension challenge on the rituals by chakra girl app and it's actually totally free whether you are on the app already or if you're not you are going to be getting access to all the rituals in this 14 day challenge for free you just need to enter your email and then you can either do the rituals from your web browser or your mobile browser or you can download the mobile app and do them there so all the links to sign up are in the show notes or you can go to shockergirlco.com. And if you scroll down a little bit, there will be like a huge thing that says join the challenge. Um, and so it starts today, July 5th. And if you're hearing this after the fact, there are still ways that you can sign up and get the challenge. So we will make sure to let you know that as well. And yeah, it's just a really good opportunity to learn about the universal laws with us. So I know you've heard of the law of attraction, but did you know that there's like a bunch of other universal laws that not only, you know, allow us to manifest, but they keep us sovereign, free, free, Abundant allow us to create a new earth and you guys are going to really want to learn about these things. So plus you're getting a free little sample action on the rituals by chakra girl app, and you're getting all these rituals and it's just a great freaking time. So make sure to join us in the Ascension challenge. And if for whatever reason you can't find the links, just send me a DM on Instagram at chakra girl co and I hook you up. Oh, so let's dive in to this episode with George. Make sure you buy his book. Make sure you follow him and you are going to love it. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. One of my favorite people is with us today, George Lizos. He is a spiritual teacher and psychic healer, passionate about helping lightworkers to follow their purpose of creating positive change in the world. He is the number one best-selling author of Protect Your Light, Lightworkers Gotta Work, and the creator of the intuition mastery school and the host of the lit up lightworker podcast george is one of my favorite online friends and it's really inspired the way that i do my own healing and protection work and his psychic readings and clearings are like the best i've ever had they're the ones i suggest to my friends and family that say they want to see a psychic or they want to do a clearing um let's like no joke he's the first person i go to so you definitely need to do a reading with him so yay! Yeah, happy to have you back george welcome
1: oh, thank you so much for this introduction and thank you so much for having me for the second time i'm so thrilled to be here i always yeah. love chatting with you and i'm so excited for what's to come
0: yes okay so for those people who don't know you may have told us this last time but what is your sun moon and rising
1: Ooh, my sun is in Leo. My rising is in Libra and my moon is in Pisces. That's my <sighs> little water that curbs my fire a little bit.
0: <laughs> that's good. I don't have any water. So <laughs> um love it. And I, I just love a Libra. I love a Leo. I'm a Leo rising and that's why we love each other. I'm an air yes. sign, a Leo rising and you are a, the opposite. Yes, you're the opposite. So, I mean, it's just great.
1: That, that explains it. That explains <laughs> it. At least astrologically it. as well.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so who is your favorite heis- housewife of the moment?
1: Oh, my God. Well, I always have the same favorite, even though there are seasons that I don't, like, love what she's about. But my favorite one is... Um, Oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Wait a minute. I I, I know her face, but I can't can't figure out her. Kyle. Okay, there we go. (laughs) What is happening? Kyle Richards. I don't know. And I've I've asked myself this question because she's definitely not the most fabulous ones. Like she's not Erica. She's not a Dorit. But I'm attracted to her because I like the balance of she's a mother. She's running a business. And she may not be perfect at everything that she does, but she puts in a fight, and she tries, and she's creative, and she's putting in the work, and I resonate with that because I've been like that myself. I may not be perfect in everything or be good in everything that I'm passionate about, but with work and with passion, I get there.
0: I love that and I I love seeing like the poor housewife become the rich housewife because remember like when it first started she was like the one it was kind of like well why why are they on the show like they don't have that much money and it was the same thing with Bethany where it was like she didn't have very much money and then she became like one of the most successful and just watching Kyle and Maurizio and watching them just like build this empire is really cool.
1: It is the journey, right? It's a journey of transformation from starting somewhere and then ending somewhere and then keep on growing. I'm addicted to that journey.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely. Is there a god or goddess that you're currently working with?
1: Apollo. Apollo is my go-to guy when it comes to the gods. And then Aphrodite is my go-to gal when it comes to the goddesses.
0: Okay. I've been told that I need to work with Isis and I'm like, that's really the only goddess I've never worked with.
1: Yes, Isis in, in, from the Egyptian tradition. And what's interesting is that because Egypt and Greece and the Middle East are very close by geographically, when the, uh, the tradition started blending and merging with one another, they started uh, merging the different deities. So Isis has also aspects of Aphrodite. Yeah, so okay. So there is yeah, that's a combination I... of them both.
0: Okay. Cause I, I always thought Isis was like a Grecian goddess. So I didn't know that she was more from like Egyptian. So that totally makes sense. And yeah, they, kind they of merged. Said, yeah. They merged. Okay. That makes sense. And it's eleven eleven while well, we said that. So clearly I'm yes. not sure will be working. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. So your new book. Protect Your Light is all about energy protection. So tell us about your journey with energy protection as a part of your light work and when you decided that you had to make this your next book.
1: Energy protection literally saved my life because I I told this story in in the first episode, but I'm going to share it really, really briefly because it really demonstrates the energetic components of this story. Is while growing up in Cyprus, a very small island in the Mediterranean, I was made to feel that I had to fit into other people's expectations of me. When you have a small community, you're expected to be a certain way, you're expected to fit certain stereotypes. And I was this weird kid that loved talking with plants and connecting with the flowers and and searching for the purpose of life. So because I did not fit in, I struggled to change myself to make myself feel accepted. So I became a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I allowed other people's energy to affect me. I allowed their thoughts, their emotions, their beliefs, their behaviors to influence the vision of what they had for me rather Mm -hmm. than trusting the vision that I had for me. So fast track when I was... 13 years old, finding out I'm gay in a very homophobic society that considered gay people to be criminals and pedophiles. And there was no way I could take on yet another label. So I'm like, you know what? I've been people pleasing my entire life. I'm just going to do it one more time. I'm going to learn to change myself from gay to straight one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's when I entered the two most debilitating years of my life. Whereas I tried to monitor the way I walked, the way I talked, the way I expressed myself, the way I thought to turn me straight. And Mm -hmm. when I couldn't change who I was born to be, I called myself a human abomination and decided to put an end to my life. Mm -hmm. And it was in that dark moment that I had this epiphany that... I was like, you know what? I do have a choice. Like, fuck what people think. Fuck what society thinks. I'm just going to learn to love and accept myself exactly as I am. And that's when energy protection became so important to me. I didn't know I had been using energy protection then, but I was doing it unconsciously. I started putting on energetic shields around me and starting to prioritize my own connection with my authentic self. I was led down a spiritual path of healing where I discovered different spiritual modalities and learned how to love myself, how to forgive myself, how to forgive my bullies and eventually learn to find all the wisdom I needed within me. Which brings us to the per- to the present moment. I see so many light workers living other people's lives, mm-hmm. thinking other people's thoughts feeling other people's emotions, behaving in ways that are not in alignment with who they really are, following other people's purpose for them. And we all reach this realization where we realize, oh my goodness, I have been living someone else's life, so how do I start doing something else? How do I start listening to my inner being's thoughts, emotions, and behavior? Mm -hmm. Energy protection is a tool, one of the many tools that we can use to do so. I define in the book in Protect Your Light Energy Protection as the art of being energetically authentic. It's about ensuring that what's ours is ours, what's theirs is theirs. It's about taking your life back.
0: Mm, that is so powerful. And that's so true. And I've never considered this to be energy protection work, but it obviously is because I see so many people, especially with like this emergence of like the coaching world and all of these different people. And I was one of these people showing people, this is how to do a business. This is how you run it. This is, you know, it has to be this way. And then I feel like one of the reasons that I stopped doing that is because I was like, I'm just telling them what worked for me. Like I, I kind of, at the end of the day was like, I, I, I would rather you figure that out on your own. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's still a part of me that wants to help people with that. And I think there's way to help people with their business but it's more about like tapping into like what's inside of them which I always tried to make at the forefront. But it's so interesting cause you wouldn't necessarily like off the top of my head I wasn't like, oh, that's like an energy protection thing but that makes so much sense.
1: Yes, because all the thoughts and the emotions and the practices that we have, they all exist energetically as well. There is an energetic component to everything in life. So the limiting beliefs that we've been working on and the emotional traumas we've been releasing, they have an energetic component. So in in this world, we, we work on healing our traumas and our conditioning and our programming emotionally primarily and cognitively and sometimes physically as well. But how about the energetic component how about the energetic blocks that are literally cluttering our energy field and our aura if we don't clear that which is the the framework the template for those traumas and conditioning Mm -hmm. they come back and haunt us again that i call this the sticky limiting beliefs that Mm -hmm. you've been trying to release your entire life and yet here they are again and you have to do the work and you're wondering, what is happening? I've been releasing these since I was 10. Like, why is it still haunting me? And It's because there is an energetic component to it
0: yes and so many people forget that like we always hear mind body soul and i was always like no like it needs to be mind body soul energy like there's a whole other layer there so what are the different kinds of darkness or toxic energy attachments that can attach to us i feel like these days they're getting like trickier and more aggressive like i'm like is that just me
1: Yes, they are. And that's why we need to go beyond just a white light bubble. Like yes. usually when I told to people about energy protection, they're like, oh, the white light bubble or Archangel Michael.
0: Yeah. And I saw that email right before we hopped onto the podcast that you sent an email out today being like, sometimes the bubble isn't enough. <laughs>
1: Sometimes the bubble is not enough because a bubble worked. The bubble works. It's part of the book. It's an amplifying energetic shield. In the book, I distinguish between amplifying, repelling, and transmuting shields. They all work for different circumstances. So it's important to know how to use them for what circumstance, for what type of energetic attachment, and how to also layer them depending on the kind of situation we are. So you asked me about the different types of energetic attachments. So yeah. I see our body as having this energetic field that we know as the aura. And as we walk through life, both online and offline, because there's also energetic attack as well, then we catch on different energetic attachments, energetic imprints left by people and spirits and energies in the world. And they get stuck within our energy field and clutter it. In the book, I have an entire chapter where I break down all the different types, the main types of energetic attachments. Some of these are toxic cords of attachment that we have to people, to places, to past lives, to events, to thoughts, to beliefs. Most people just think of cords as having them to relationships and people, but we have cords to anything we have a relationship with. We have group cords to any online uh, groups, um, groups we're part of or physical groups we're part of. We have energetic cords, to digital pictures that we have on our phone as well. Let's say we we a relationship ends, if we don't delete those pictures or do something to clear the energy, we have energetic connections with that. Then we have collective thought forms. These are vibrational clouds of energy holding the collective frequency of limiting thoughts, beliefs, and fears, and we can't unconsciously hook ourselves into these collective thought forms and they can create limiting beliefs that are not ours. There is residual spatial energy, which is energy left by other people around in the online and and, and physical spaces that we can catch as we walk through life. Mm -hmm. We have karmic contracts, vows and curses, which are promises that we made in past lives or traumas we experienced in past lives that are still active and affecting us in the present lifetime. We have psychic daggers. This is energy of attack or jealousy that other people have have sent to us. So in the book, I guide readers to scan their aura and identify what these are, where they are, and then let's create a more sophisticated plan to clear them and then protect yourself from them, rather than just use the white light for everything
0: yes okay that's like so powerful i heard this concept by i can't remember her name amy something she's amazing i feel bad that i can't remember her name but she she presented this idea about like clearing your akash like basically like you know how we like clear our cash on our browser like clearing your akash like your akashic records because we have all these like these different like timelines that we're connected to and they're not serving us so it's like no you need to like disconnect from that and then i also have there's ancestral
1: stuff and and past life stuff it's all there
0: yes yes um and so i also i had like this download the other day too about songs like sometimes i'll get a song stuck in my head to a point where i'm like this is draining my energy (laughs) like this needs to get out of my head and i feel like I mean, obviously conspiracy theorist Aquarius. I'm like, I feel like they purposely put like dark energy into some of like pop music and like they they make it so that it sticks in your head and drains you. Am I crazy or do you think that too?
1: You're not crazy. Let's talk about digital energy protection because this is when I was doing my research before writing the book. I realized nobody was talking about protecting your energy online. That's why Mm. part four of Protect Your Light is all about digital energy protection. What we have to realize about the digital world is that it's a reflection, a mirroring of the physical world. So think of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the social media sites we use, as different countries in a, in a digital world. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the same way that in the physical world we have private spaces or houses, we have public spaces, the the uh, the streets and the and the, uh, the plazas in the out in the in nature. We have semi-private spaces or semi-public spaces that we can go to those same spaces exist online as well and there is different type of energy and energy attachments and dynamics that go on within each of those digital spaces for example instagram you have the dms private space you have your feed semi-private space because you have other people that you invite to see your Mm -hmm. stuff sometimes your feed uh, semi-private space the explore tab public space different energies as you go through different parts of your social media so if you are at home feeling, quote-unquote, safe while you're going through your phone and feeling safe and protected. And as you go globetrotting around the digital world, you are catching stuff. Psychologists have coined the term emotional contagion, which is this concept of someone feeling a negative emotion in one side of the world, expressing it on social media, and then someone on a completely different part of the world reading that and feeling that emotion and therefore you have emotion and emotional energy literally spewing out of the digital world into the physical world and affecting our energy fields so with the song you've just talked about songs have energy and the people who created those songs they created those musical amulets these musical talismans these musical symbols okay and they, they put in mess- messaging in, inside of them, whether consciously or unconsciously, and depending on where you are vibrationally and what your soul contracts are and whatever many reasons there are, you may get triggered, you may be affected, you may receive a message, you may block a message. It all depends.
0: Interesting. And I was also thinking too, cause you talked about the more like psychic attack and those daggers and like the jealousy. I always wonder like with the housewives, it's like they have so many bad things happen to them, but I think it's cause they're out there And any, like any famous person and even like us, like, you know, we have, we are putting ourselves out there. We are like essentially more vulnerable to like possibility of more people being triggered by us or not liking us. So it really like has this like vulnerability to it where that energy, it's like, it, it comes to you like whether or not someone actually speaks negative words to you, it's like, you can still feel it.
1: Yes. I always knew energy protection was important. I only realized it was essential. The first time I went on public TV here Mm -hmm. in in Cyprus, I I went on TV, it was supposed to be 6.30 in the morning to go live. And I had forgotten to do my energy clearing and protection practice. So I go on TV, everything went great. I get off and that's when I felt it. Pressure in my stomach, I couldn't breathe. Strong headaches. I was in bed for a week after that. And that's yeah. when I realized I had been energetically attacked because I put myself in a vulnerable position, sharing from the heart, being watched by hundreds, if not thousands, of people, sending whatever kind of energy towards me, and me being energetically naked and just taking it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that overwhelmed
1: my system and sent me in bed for a week. Yeah. You can see the housewives experiencing yeah. that daily.
0: That's what so even like so. Erica Jane was saying, she's like, we don't know the facts yet. She's like, but people just want to see Erica Jane fail. And so it's like that's it's like she kind of like nailed that in a way. Like people are, are just out for her and like want to see her fail. And then that allows this like manifestation of this like complete clusterfuck in your life. So it's we we need I like we need to think of all of this as like a spiritual thing that we can, we need to harness the way to protect. So yes. I just, I just never realized how powerful this was because I was, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I need energy protection. So like a demon doesn't come in, but like, you know, if you're like just sitting in your house, that's not going to happen, but like, no, there's so many other ways it can happen. And I mean, not as big of a thing as going on TV, but even sometimes when I make like a really raw, not even vulnerable, but like I share an opinion of mine um, and it gets a lot of clicks, a lot of comments, a lot of views. And it's like a lot of people have the same opinion, but the people that aren't saying anything, I feel like I'm feeling their energy come at me. The ones that like maybe don't agree or feel triggered. So I don't know if anyone else that's listening has felt that where you like share something. And like, I used to think sometimes like, oh, is this like a vulnerability hangover? Did I share too much? But I'm like, no, I think I just opened up to let and things came in.
1: Yes, and at the same time, this is something that I talk in the book, and it's the most important step to energy protection. Everyone take notes. This is like, it's tough love, and it was hard for me to hear as well, but it's so important. Whenever we get energetically attacked, it's because we let that in.
0: Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You so need to there, take there accountability is, for it
1: yes, there yeah. is something mm-hmm. behind that so whenever I go through an experience where I'm being attacked after I, I take or I use all my practices I protect myself then I go back and I'm like, okay, what within me allowed that to happen because I was energetically in vibrational in in alignment with that I was in a yeah. vib- the same vibrational frequency as a kind of attack which mm-hmm. brought that into my life and you you used the word demon earlier and I want to share a little story of my first demonic attack. <sighs> Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, let me say about the the word demon is sort of cultural appropriation. I don't like the word in the sense that the word demon comes from the ancient Greek demon, And vemones in ancient Greece, they were very kind-hearted spirits of the light that Mm -hmm. helped people. They're sort of like angels. But then when Christianity took over, they took the term and they made (sighs) it look evil. Okay. Typical. typical i don't love the term but i use it because people understand it right but what i really mean is a very low level frequency spirit of the darkness there is no source of evil and darkness it's just a manifestation of people's collective fear okay right a lot of fear so i had been watching i watched uh the conjuring the movie Mm -hmm. and i didn't even watch the whole of it uh and then i it was it's clearly all about demons. And I'm like, oh, I've never had an encounter with a demon before and it's my job to help people with that. Maybe I should look more into it. So, of course, I called it in. A week later, I keep waking up every single evening for three days with nightmares of a demon chasing me and, and yeah, attacking me and waking up having nightmares at 3am in the morning. I try to protect myself, not paying a lot of attention, just using like white light bubbles
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: and then on the third day that's when things got really bad i was having this nightmare of this spirit that took the form of a man chasing me and then at some point this the spirit got me and bent down and bit me on my stomach in that moment i woke up with searing pain on my belly in my stomach real pain jumping out of bed turning on the lights turning to see and i had a bite mark with blood
0: no uh,
1: my physical <gasps> body oh i my... have a picture <laughs> oh my god shit got <gasps> real
0: oh my... i'm
1: like well i called that in yeah it's time for me to get my book and learn how to protect myself yes so i took first of all most important step is asserting your power yeah and i talk in the book about centering and grounding centering is about asserting your power and i'm like you know what this is my body this is my space you are not allowed in get the fuck out
0: exactly yeah
1: and then i took myself through all the processes but afterwards amber i'm like Ooh, something within me attracted that. Yes. And it's not just conjuring. Yes. So what is it? Yeah. That's when I realized I was a limiting believer. There was conditioning. There was trauma. And I had to do the work to release that.
0: Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no... And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra at checkout. Yes. And like, I, people don't realize too, like even maybe it's not a demon biting your stomach, but well, even if you're like manifesting someone being rude to you at the grocery store or something like that, like that's, that only happens if we are in some way consenting to it. Like I've been deep diving the universe, the laws and like the law of consent, it states that, even if you are not, you know, consciously consenting to it, if the fear-based thoughts are have more uh, ve- velocity than your what you actually want, the thoughts about what you actually want, then you've given it consent.
1: It's that momentum. You have that it, velocity, meaning momentum, and therefore exactly. there is more energy around that, so that dominates.
0: Exactly. Ugh. So good. I want to tell my demon stories now.
1: Oh, please <laughs> go I don't ahead. know how
0: they came, but so this happened twice and they were like years apart. But the first one was I was sleeping. And at the time, like my boyfriend at the time, he, he worked like graveyard shift. So he would like come, oh, maybe because I was always using the word graveyard shift. That's not like a very good term.
1: <laughs> there you go. You called it. It was a trigger word. It was a trigger word. So like, ooh, ooh.
0: So yeah. <laughs> Let's so go there. Should... She's calling us. Yeah. So he would sometimes like surprise me and like he had a key to my place. So he would like surprise me and like come into my place and like come over after work. And I, one time, like I heard him come in and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be sleeping. And then I heard like running towards my bed and I always sleep with an eye mask on and I heard running towards my bed. And then I, felt a needle I was like oh that's not him that's not him and I went was it through, not him I felt a needle go into my arm and I felt fluid go in through my entire arm and my entire chest and then I like and then I like took my mask off and no one was there
1: uh. Oh, it was gosh. so
0: creepy and then I creeped second, out just hearing about it I know and then my the, the second time was similar but I I it was with my husband and he when he like had a job job and he I he had gone to work and then I heard him in the kitchen and I was like oh maybe he forgot something and he came home and I was like Frank where are you and he and I heard this creepy voice goes I'm right here <laughs> And then and then then I looked at the bottom of my mask and there was like a floating skeleton on top of me strangling me. And it was like I could feel the bony hands on my neck and I woke up. to Well, I mean, I felt like I was awake the whole time, but I put my hands like on this bony chest and like pushed it off of me and then took my mask off and nothing was there again. So So I think I need to stop wearing a mask.
1: (laughs) And you were assertive, though. You know, yeah, I was assertive. Yeah. So people may be hearing these and getting freaked out right now. So let me just tell you that they can't really hurt you. They no. can't scare you because they don't have a beingness. They don't have energy. No. They feed off of our own fear. So our greatest tool is what you said in my on my podcast, using an invocation, just yes. stating your truth and realizing that, you know what? Yes. You are powerless in exactly. front of the love that I am. And my light and my the presence of my light overshadows all darkness and lights up the darkness.
0: So what do you think allowed yourself to get a physical mark? Like that was just your strong belief that that could happen or that you in the moment, I don't know, like, like how, I'm just trying to think of how that could even physically happen, but I know that our consciousness and our body is so connected.
1: Yes, it was my belief that for a demon to be real and for me to to believe that it happened to me, I have to experience it in a physical way. So I consciously called that in and manifested that because of my own belief system. The spirit world believes and can only do as much as our own belief system allows that to happen.
0: Okay, so now that we're all scared, let's talk about your seven-step protection process so that we, know, so that we don't have
1: us let's, let's talk about something more positive. And by the way, yeah. I make a point in the book that I, I want this to be a very high vibe positive book. So I don't yeah. spend a lot of time going into the dark stuff. I give like introductions and paragraphs describing all the different dark energies because knowledge is important. and But I think then so. we go straight. And the more attention you pay into them, the more power you give them. Right. So just... That just an understanding and educating, but not meddling and going I, into well, it.
0: To, and I like to think, I just kind of like decide that that's like funny and like, it's like fun to like, I'm like, these are just my cool party stories now. Like it, I'm not afraid of it, you know? <laughs>
1: there you go. Yes. And you instantly, because you, you, you we, we discuss it in such lightheartedness, yeah. you just dissolve all the negativity.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So, The seven step process, so in Protect Your Light, I talk about a seven step system to protecting our energy. I will share with you the three steps, the three most important ones that we all can use every single day to protect our energy and it's very important that we do so daily now step number one is identify step number two is clear step number three is shield let's go through them step number one identify that has to do with turning on our psychic vision i know it sounds fancy but we all have an inner vision where we can scan our body and our aura to identify all the stuff that is there if you don't know what's there you can't clear it So I explain in the book, and actually when when people go to protectyourlightbook.com, when you get the book and enter your order number, you get a free two hour online workshop with me called Mm -hmm. Psychic Scanning Workshop. So I teach you in the workshop as well as in the book, how to learn to scan your body. So after you've identified everything, you move into step number two, which is called clear. So we have to clear what's there. The mistake most people make is that they shield before clearing. Mm-hmm. They just shield and they don't clear. And when you, you told do, me that
0: I was doing, when you did like a clearing for me, you're like, hey, you're missing a step here.
1: <laughs> yes, because you're, you're clearing, but you were yeah. not shielding. Sorry, sorry, you were shielding, but not clearing. Yeah. And when you do that, you shield all the bad stuff in your energy field. You're preventing it from letting go because you're shielding it in. So, in the book, I talk about how to clear and there are different practices. Now, there are so many books talking about how to work with angels to do so. Because there is so much focus on angels, I'm very passionate about the earth (laughs) and Mm. about our planet and the power that our own bodies have as well to clear our energy rather than giving our energy away to spirits when it comes to clearing even though they're helpful and the angels are great uh, energy protector or guardians but I talk about how to use our bodies to clear our energy and also how to work with the elements and the elementals mm. how to work with fire with water with, with air with spirit with the earth uh, and the elementals the nature spirits of nature to clear our energy because the, the earth is the OG energy yeah. protector she's been here 4.5 billion years yeah. she's survived we've been here two to three hundred thousand years, a blink of the eyes in the Earth's timeline. She is the OG. She knows how to do this, so we can partner with the Earth and learn her ways of cleansing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we move into step number three, which is shield, everyone's favorite technique. And we go beyond the white light bubble. We go beyond the Archangel uh, Michael protective bubble around us. I talk about the three different types of shield that I mentioned earlier, amplifying shields that raise our vibrational frequency and therefore strengthen our natural energetic defenses transmuting shields that transmute toxic energy as it comes into positive energy and then lets it in Mm -hmm. and then repelling shields that repel negative energy coming towards us they're warding off shields Mm. Such, see, for example, I, I talk about elemental shields, a fire shield that is a transmuting shield, for example, or a water shield that has to do with shielding us against toxic emotions mm. when we are in toxic manipulative relationships, for example. We can use the golden pyramid of light shield that is a transmuting shield that I personally use on a daily basis. Mm. And then we go into a, a step further how to layer shields.
0: Oh.
1: And for each shield, I talk about Okay, use this shield when you're going to the movies, when you're being when you're surrounded by many people, don't use this shield when you're hanging out with friends. For example, When you're hanging out with friends you don't want to use a repelling shield because repelling shields they ward you off of people they make you less empathic empathetic Mm. so you can't communicate with people it's best used when you go out to a concert for example and you have so much energy focused on you and you're surrounded by so many people with friends you want to use an amplifying shield Raises your vibration, high vibe, you can connect, you trust them as well, mm-hmm. keeps your vibration high. So if something, if someone mentions something negative, your chances are your natural energetic defenses will protect you from that. Mm-hmm. Layering has to do with more complex situations where you want to layer to create different kind of energies around you. For example, every morning I layer myself with a rainbow light shield and then a golden pyramid of light. Rainbow light shield keeps me high vibe throughout the day. And the uh, pyramid of light um, transmutes negative energy as it comes in. It doesn't repel it because I am a a teacher. I work with people one-on-one. I need to be able to communicate with them and not be warded off completely. So a repelling shield wouldn't work. And then you have certain shields that don't work with other shields. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: I go into more detail into the book as to how to layer effectively.
0: Okay, never heard of a transmuting shield, but that makes so much sense. Cause it's like, it's almost like the more someone tries to attack you, the more light you're going to get, right. Cause it takes that velocity of that darkness transmutes it into light. And then you're just being fed with more and more light. Is that how it works?
1: Yes. And think of it in the terms of crystals, because you Mm -hmm. know crystals and there are crystals that amplify our energy. There are crystals that repel, like for example, black tourmaline. And there are crystals that transmute like labradorite, for example. So it's the same kind of essence, but because crystals have these qualities, we have them as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because we're crystalline in nature too.
0: Mm hmm. Yes, we are just. Bunch of crystals walking on the earth. So, with all of like the drama happening in the world right now, and like mm. the matrix collapsing, and like all the lies and all that stuff going on, I still, some again, Aquarius, I still sometimes get caught up in it, and like the fears about like our freedoms being taken away, and like the one world order, and all of that. How can we use energy protection to not go into that fear mode? Because I don't want to manifest that timeline. But when I hear about it, I'm like, okay, I need to. I'm like, I need to know everything Think about this, and I like deep dive it. Like yes. I feel like I feel like we need to know. Like I feel like there's a balance between like we kind of need to know what they're trying to do. But then also let's not create this. And let's also know that we are like sovereign beings and that could never happen. So like any specific tips on that side of things. Yes.
1: And the balance here is before we go into research mode, before we go down the rabbit hole, let's first take some time to ensure we are aligned to who we really are and we are inner power. So we don't let the momentum, the velocity of that energy take over so that we are the ones dominating energetically the room when we go down that path. So I will introduce what I believe are the two most powerful steps in energy protection. They're again, part of the seven step process. It's step number one and number two, actually, which is centering and grounding. Mm -hmm. Now these terms are overly used and they're not given the attention they need. So let me break them down. And sometimes they're used interchangeably, but they are two different steps. Mm-hmm. So centering is about ensuring that all the different bodies that we have, we have an emotional body, and an, an, a mental body, the etheric body, an astral body, etheric template, the celestial body, the catharic body, these are all the different layers of our aura. It's about ensuring they all occupy the same space within our physical body. Because sometimes we can be uncentered. That means our physical body is here, but we're thinking something else and our emotions are somewhere else. I was telling you in the beginning that this morning I went to the gym and I realized I had my flip-flops on. I was (laughs) uncentered as fuck. Because my body was driving and going to the gym, but my mind was elsewhere and therefore I did not put on my shoes. So... Centering is about taking control over our body and it sends a signal out to the universe that says, I am in control of the whole of me. The whole of me is present within my physical body. You cannot touch me. Mm-hmm. And the way you practice that, you can visualize your heart as a magnet, attracting the different layers of your aura to the center of your body. So you're centering it all in. And mm-hmm. I, in the book, I have a step-by-step process. And then grounding is different from century because grounding is about establishing or securing a connection with the Earth. And as I said earlier, she's the OG. If you think about it, my first degree was in geography, so I was lucky to study the Earth's processes from a scientific perspective as well. The earth has ocean currents and atmospheric systems and glacial systems and plate tectonics that keep on cleansing and transmuting all these stuff that we throw in. What do you think COVID is? It's the earth clearing out stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think all the hurricanes are? It's the earth just rearranging the energies and clearing out all the pollution we're spewing out into it. Mm-hmm. So because the Earth knows how to maintain her balance and is so fierce in her energy, and something that my, my geography teachers always told me was, it's not about saving planet Earth. It's about saving the human race because mm-hmm. planet Earth is fierce. She will prevail. Vitality will prevail, even if that means kicking us out of the system. Mm-hmm. So... Grounding is about connecting to that fierceness, Mm. connecting to the energy of the earth. And there are many grounding techniques, visualizing your feet as roots, for example, visualizing an energetic cord, connecting to the earth's core. All these techniques work. And it's just about entraining our energy to the energy of the earth, aligning our energy to the energy of the earth so that we feel safe Mm -hmm. on this planet because we are children of this earth. And we used to be connected. We used to be living out in nature and, and, and be connected with the earth and felt that safety. But now we've taken ourselves out of nature and into mega cities, into artificial lighting. So we've disconnected from that, from that energy of nature, and therefore that feeling and knowingness of protection. So grounding is needed to reestablish that connection with the earth and afford us with the same uh, protection that we always had, but we have forgotten. And -hmm. these two steps in combination, before we go down the rabbit hole of anything or do anything in life, will ensure that we are aligned to ourselves, to the earth and to our purpose.
0: Yes. And I feel like it almost lends to this idea of them when you're going down the rabbit hole, your attitude is just going to be kind of like, what are they going to try to do to me? like, I'd like to see them try.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Sassy energy. You dominate the energy. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love that so much. Well, this has been so amazing. I just love you so much. So we all need to go get the book so we can get Protect Your Light on Amazon, is that the best place to get it? And is and how does the course come through? It just like automatically comes when you get the book.
1: So you can get the book everywhere books are sold, okay. including Amazon as well, and all online and retailers and local bookshops. But if you go to protectyourlightbook.com, you pre-order the book from. or or order the book, not just pre-order. You order the book from anywhere and then you get your receipt number. You go to that page, protectyourlightbook.com, scroll down, you'll see a little uh, sign-up form. You put in your code there with your name and your email and then you click uh, send and you'll get access to the two-hour online workshop all about psychically scanning your energy so that you can um, be able to identify all the different energetic attachments. And when you have the book, you'll be able to use it to clear and release them. And when you get the book as well, all the meditations, I've recorded them. So I have extra resources and I tell you all about them there.
0: Okay. So fun. And since we have like a little bit of time left, I just came up with an idea for a really fun game for us to quickly play. I'm going to say a housewife and you tell me which toxic energy attachment is on her. (laughs) Uh, I love that.
1: Let's go for it. Okay. Okay, Go for it. Oh my God. Let's see. Oh my God, so many toxic energetic cords going past, uh, going to her ancestors. There is ancestral wounding and trauma of the women in her family that mm. created a lot of uh, fear around embracing feminine energy. So she's abusing masculine energy.
0: Oh, okay. So true. I got goosebumps when you said that. Satin.
1: Saturn. Hmm. Duggers. There is daggers coming from her ex-husband who's feeling, oh my God, he is still feeling resentful of how things ended. So that is wounding her solar plexus chakra and preventing uh, her from standing into her own energy and following her purpose.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. One more. Kim.
1: Kim Richards, right? Kim Richards. Okay. Ungroundedness. She needs. Uh, she needs to learn how to ground herself more. It's not of. It's not a matter of having energetic attachments. It's a matter of not knowing how to manage her energy.
0: Mm. Oh, okay, this is so needed. This is this is important. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was, Thank you for doing that, that on a whim with yes. me. <laughs> and, and
1: by the way, I want to I wanna note something really clear, because what, what I'm reading right now, I'm reading their public personas rather mm-hmm. than their energy, because right. it's very important and it's very ethical as readers to not give readings to people without getting permission. So right. what I'm doing right now, I'm not reading them specifically, right. I'm reading what they've decided to show up with the world.
0: Yes, the
1: the storyline. The, the, public, the public outlook yes, of them. Yes,
0: yes. Okay, yay. And now we all know. <laughs> so if you want to figure out what your attachment is and you want to do your own clearing and protection, which we all need to, you must get Protect Your Light I can't wait to dive into it. I can't wait to do all the projecting and clearing. Um, and I'll show you guys like what I'm doing, what I'm working on when I'm going through it as well. So where else can we find you online, George?
1: The best place would be Instagram at georgelizas. On TikTok, I am am georgelizas. And then I have a fabulous Facebook group called Your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group where I post daily uh, content all about finding and following your purpose. And of course, my website, georgelizas.com.
0: Yes, and we'll link you guys to all of the things. And are you still doing your readings and clearings and those things?
1: Yes, okay, I still good. do my psychic clearings, positive regression, so psychic readings. I love Yes.
0: That. My favorite one is the psychic, it's called like the psychic clearing. Yeah. So that I just love, love, love. So if you're listening to this and you're having weird visitors, maybe you're getting bitten. Maybe you're getting needles in your arm. Maybe you have skeletons on top of you. You (laughs) you definitely need this. Okay. Thank you, you, George. So, so much. And thanks everyone for listening. I know you're going to love this one. Uh, Make sure to let us know, DM us, tag us rate us five stars. Leave us a lovely comment. We love the karma. So sending you all love. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at shocker girl co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.